everyone, and welcome to Let's Listen, a podcast where you can experience the greatest video game stories of all time. My name is Sam Hillestad, and this season we're playing The Walking Dead. Previously on Let's Listen, we met Lee, a convict who was on his way to prison when the zombie apocalypse broke out. The sheriff who was transporting him got in an accident, he turned into a zombie, and Lee had to kill him to get away. Shortly after, he comes across Clementine, a sweet little girl with curly hair and a baseball cap, and Lee finds out she's been living all alone. So he decides to look after her. They run into Sean, who's extremely kind, and invites them to his dad's farm, where they're letting another family stay. There's Kenny, a fisherman from Tennessee with a handlebar mustache, his wife Katya, a motherly veterinarian, and their son Duck, a gangly kid about Clem's age. The farm isn't as safe as it seemed, though, and pretty soon the zombies show up and kill Sean. His dad blames Lee and the other family, so he kicks them out. Luckily, Kenny has a truck, and he offers to take Lee and Clem to Macon, which is Lee's hometown. The story picks up just as they're arriving in Macon, where they'll meet a whole new cast of characters, and this being The Walking Dead, you can expect that not all of them make it through the episode. This is episode two of Let's Listen. The truck sputters to a stop just as they get to downtown Macon. Abandoned cars litter the streets. Store windows are shattered. Telephone poles are knocked down. Well, this is as far as we're going. And it's far enough. It looks like a ghost town. The five of them, Lee, Clementine, Kenny, Katya, and Duck, wander the streets, looking for signs of life. Lee pauses in front of a drugstore. But then, Duck sees someone in the distance. Hey there! You friendly? Trucks run out of gas. But it's not a person. Fuck! The walking dead crawl out from under cars and out of alleyways, surrounding One of the corpses tackles Duck and is about to bite him. Someone shoots it in the head, covering Duck in blood and grime. Someone else opens the door to the drugstore for them and waves them over. Katya grabs Duck and they rush inside. They get the metal gate locked behind them and then they meet a whole new cast of characters. We can't take risks like this. And we can't just let people die either. When I say that door stays shut no matter what, I fucking mean it. We don't know who these people are. They could be dangerous. It's a tall, skinny woman in black tank talking. Worse, they could have let them right to us. Where the hell is your humanity? They would have died out there. That's the shooter who saved we us. Have kids with us. I see one little girl. That's an older man with a huge jaw and built like a linebacker. What is it? Clem tugs his hands. I, I have to pee. The man who opened the gate for us chimes in. I'd go out there again in a second. I bet you would. In a minute, Clem. He's Asian and has a little goatee. They've got kids, Lily. Those things outside don't care. Maybe you should go join him then. You'll have something in common. God damn it, Lily. You have to control these people. Carly and Glenn just ran out there. I don't give a flying fuck. We're in a war zone. The linebacker looks furious. Lee, can you believe this lady? That lady's my daughter. I can see the resemblance. My son won't grow up to be a raging fucking lunatic. That's for certain. Son. He sees Duck for the first time. Holy shit. Son of a bitch. One of them is bitten. Katya's wiping this black bile off of Duck. He wasn't bitten. Hell, he wasn't. We have to end this now. Over my dead body, we'll dig one hole. No, I'm cleaning him up. There's no bite. He's fine. Don't you fucking people get it? We've already seen this happen. We let someone with a bite stay in, and we all end up bitten. Shut up. We gotta throw him out or smash his head in. Kenny, stop him! We- What do we do about this guy? Lee looks uncertain, so he stays quiet. Dad, it's just a boy. It's... Lily, I'll handle this. But your heart, Dad. You need to calm down. We reason with him. With the bloody end of an axe handle, maybe. Nobody threatens my boy. 
Everyone chill the fuck out! Nobody's doing anything. Shut up, Lily. And you, shut the fuck up. They will find us, and they will get in here, and none of this will fucking matter. But right now, we're about to be trapped in here with one of those things! What the hell are you talking about? He's bitten! That's how you turn! He's not bitten. Please stop this. It's upsetting him. Oh, I'm upsetting him. Upsetting is getting eaten alive. Dad, we get it. It's a big deal. Do you? You're not fucking acting like it. What if this was your daughter? Never would have happened. She's not some snot-nosed toddler, okay? She's United States Air Force. Fuck you and her. Kenny and the linebacker almost face to face. I'm gonna kill him, Cat. We see Clem again. Just worry about dust. She's in the back. Lee! By the bathroom. Yeah? There's someone in there. It's just locked. Keys behind the counter. Probably. Hey, I'm not the bad guy here. I'm just looking out for my daughter. No, you're just the guy arguing for killing a kid. He's covered in muck. She'll find the bite. Watch! She won't. And if she does, the first thing he'll do is sink his teeth into his mom's face. Then, once she's dead, he'll probably pounce on your little girl. She'll turn fast. And then, there'll be three. And that boy is the bulgy. He throws his hands in the air. Which pretty much seals the deal for me. We're throwing him out. Lee looks like he's fuming, but still deciding what to do. But then... No! You don't touch that boy! You don't touch anybody! I've got a little girl I'm trying to protect in here, too. You want to get violent, you old fuck? Well, come on! You better have a plan to kill me, though, because it's me before anyone else in here! Clementine screams, and the bathroom door opens. He sprints toward her, but his leg gives out. He hits the floor, hard. The world goes blurry. He pushes through the pain, though. He gets up. He runs toward it and slams the thing against the wall. They struggle, practically face to face, trying to push it off him. It falls to the floor. And we see the shooter. You okay? The same woman as before. Just great, thanks. Cool, calm, collected. A dead shot. Crouches down and tries to hide. They're gonna get in! Shut up! Is that the military? I don't know. Thank God for whatever it is. We almost died because of this bitch and Richie Trigger Finger. That was stupid! That was. Uh, uh, Dad! Ah! Ah! The linebacker, Larry, is his name grabs his chest and collapses to the floor. What's wrong with it? It's his heart. My pills. Um, nitroglycerin pills? Yes, we're out. We've been trying to get into the pharmacy since we got here. Please try to get in there. Behind the counter where the pills are. The daughter, Lily, looks at Lee, practically pleading for his help. We'll get in there somehow. Thank you so much. We need nitroglycerin pills. Please get in there. I'll keep an eye on my dad. Everyone else should get comfy and look for anything useful. We could be in here a while. I'm starting to think this drugstore isn't a permanent solution. You're right. This ain't exactly Fort Knox. What do you suggest? We need as much gas as possible so we can all get out of downtown Macon. This is the Asian guy talking. Agreed. Glenn. And I'll head out and get gas. There's a motel not too far from here, out towards the end of Peachtree. I'll work my way towards it and then loop back, siphoning what I can. You know your way around? Local? Born and raised. If you're gonna do that, here's a walkie-talkie if you get in a tight spot. Hopefully, you won't need it. Cool. Clementine's got the other one. Check in with her and get back here as soon as you can. And you? What's your name? It's Lily. My dad's Larry. Keep a good eye on him. These boys will work on getting you your medicine. That's right. And you? You keep an eye on that front door. You're our lookout. It's Doug. You got it. He's new. And I'm Carly. The dead shot. Okay, Carly. You'll shift in with Doug when he needs it. For now, get some rest. You're a good shot, and I'd like to keep it that way. You got it, boss. Now get him those pills. 
all the lights are busted inside, but you can tell in its heyday it was probably a halfway decent drugstore. Lee looks toward the pharmacy, locked behind a metal grate. It's not damaged. Glad this place didn't get looted. The, the shelves are mostly empty. Lee does find a candy bar in one of the shelves, though, and he walks over to Lily and Larry, who's still on the ground, clutching his chest. It's not much, but here. You sure? Yeah. You're under quite a bit of stress. Thanks. That's, uh, really sweet. Don't mention it. Lily is tall, skinny, long black hair, and has a very angular face. How's he doing? I'm not sure I got your name. It's Lee. Lily. My dad's Larry. Larry's still slumped over on the ground. I was just doing what I had to earlier. Everyone was. Now his heart's acting up again and I'm powerless to do anything. And that violence before with my dad, that didn't help. Other than his size, Larry's most prominent feature is his nose that looks like it's been broken in too many times. You're from here? I work at Warner Robins, the Air Force base. Yeah, I know it. Pilot? Nah, just mechanical admin stuff. I deal with a bunch of shitheads and bureaucrats all day. Sometimes a plane, if I'm lucky. You? I work up at UGA. Lee hesitates and then asks, Was anyone here when you guys got here? No, this place was pretty wrecked. We pulled a couple of bodies out of the office. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Did you know anybody here? Yeah, the owners, they were, uh, we were close. I'm sorry. We found an older couple in the office. Dad hauled them out in case they weren't really dead. Lee looks down at Larry. He's got a temper. Ah, fuck you! Yeah, he doesn't mean it. It's just that... Yeah? Lee considers saying something else, but bites his tongue. Never mind. I'm sure he's a good guy. He is. He just has his issues. Where's her mom? She gestures towards Clem. Savannah. I think. Oh, you guys aren't together. Oh, uh, no, I'm not her dad. I found in a house when getting out of Atlanta. She'd been surviving by herself. I think the girl's parents didn't make it. Oh. I heard an answering message. They were in Savannah. She was home with a sitter. It wasn't good. Well, she's lucky to have you. I'm going to get back to him. Sounds good. Lee goes over to Kenny and his family to check in on them. Duck still has a lot of muck on him, but he's looking better. Hey, Lee. You really gave that old man hell. Yeah. We got pushed, you know? You don't have to tell me. I was ready to tear the man's head off. Anyway, we, Kat and I, appreciate your support. Thank you, Lee. Lee nods his head and then looks over at Duck. How's Duck doing? He's okay. It was just a shock. We're lucky as hell nobody got nabbed on the way in here. No kidding. How's she doing? She's good, I think. She's a tough one right there. She's just a little girl, Ken. Were you saying, Lee, she spent days surviving on her own? That's right. Not just any little girl can do that. What's the plan? Hang tight, I suppose. Seems pretty dangerous out there, so we ought to wait for things to clear up. You said your family was from here in Macon? That's right. Where are they? Should we go looking for them? Lee looks down, exhales, steadying himself. They're gone. Oh my goodness. Do you think? How? I just know, right? Cat, it's not our business. Are you guys alright? We're just fine, considering. How about you, Duck? We've all been through a lot. Lee. You got a second? Sure. Kenny pulls Lee aside. Back on Herschel's farm. Yeah? I panicked, you know. I'm not proud of it. It happens. I guess. But I can't stop seeing him in my head. Yeah, that's rough. I killed that boy. We could have saved him together. You didn't have a choice. You think you do when you look back on it. But in a moment, when things are really out of control, you don't have any choice. I guess. Kenny doesn't look convinced. Try to let it go. But there's nothing left to say, so Lee walks away. Next up, Lee has to get to know Doug, 
the guy who didn't speak up before. He's a little chubby, round face, and he has this goofy t-shirt with a polar bear on it with antlers. Heard or seen anything? Nothing, luckily. Wanna step outside, have a look around? <laughs> I'm not suicidal yet. No, the gate out there is closed. We can hang out in front of the store and be fine. Uh, not right now. Alright, let me know if you want to. So instead, Lee goes to talk with Carly. She's the shooter. She's hanging out by the skin care section, tinkering with some sort of device. She has shoulder-length chestnut hair and a white-collared shirt on, very professional-looking. What are you messing around with there? A radio. I can't get it to work, though. Here, let me have a look. Lee flips it over and checks the most obvious place. There are no batteries in this thing. What now? You know that there are no batteries in that thing. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. No. I can try to find some. Needs two. Thanks. I wouldn't even really know what to look for. Lee sees the gun in her holster. You're a pretty good shot. Well, you don't fuck with a reporter, especially one that's three days out from her last cup of coffee. You seem to handle yourself pretty well. <laughs> really? I'm a disaster. I can't tell. My news editor was eaten about five feet away from me. And I would have joined her if it wasn't for that dorky guy on watch over there. I'm sorry. She was an asshole, but, you know. Yeah. Lee looks back at Doug in his goofy t-shirt. That guy saved you? Yeah. Can you believe it? Those creeps, or, or ghouls, or whatever the hell they are. They were pulling our van apart, and that guy, Doug, just came to the rescue. You can never tell who the heroic ones are gonna be, I suppose. He's kinda cute. In that parent's basement sort of way. Huh? Huh? Oh, nothing. So Lee walks away and goes exploring, trying to find a way to get behind that counter to get to the pharmacy. As he's walking around, he actually finds a couple batteries lying on the shelves, things the looters must have missed. Uh, before going back to Carly, though, he goes to explore the back room. Inside, Lee finds an absolute nightmare. The floor is covered in blood. There's a sleeping bag on the floor, and that's also coated in blood. I can't. I can't think about them in here. Clem has followed Lee inside, clearly not wanting to leave his side, but also clearly not comfortable in here. Lee sees something on the ground next to the sleeping bag. There's a photo over there. It's in a frame, but the glass has been shattered. Lee clears the glass off, and inside there's a picture of Lee and his family. He has a brother, his parents are there, it's a family photo in front of the drugstore. And he rips himself out of the picture. Find anything? Carly comes in, and Lee hides the photo behind his back. He carefully slips it into his pocket. No, nothing. I know who you are. Lee freezes. You're Lee Everett. You're a professor at Athens who killed a state senator who was sleeping with your wife. This is your parents' store. Folks around town know the owner's son got himself a life sentence, but I'm a reporter for WABE in Atlanta. I paid attention to that trial. Maybe you're a murderer, but I don't really care. Frankly, that's a skill that might come in handy. <laughs> Did you tell anyone out there who you were, or that you were tied to this place? No. I've been sticking to first names for a reason. Well, good. You seem like an okay guy, and the last thing we need is drama out there. You've got this little girl to take care of, and... Look, don't make me wrong on this. I don't plan to. Good. Because if this lasts longer than a few days, and you're a detriment to the group, then we'd have a problem. I hear you. I'll just keep it to myself. Lee breathes a sigh of relief. Thanks. Don't worry about it. And Carly walks away, leaving Lee and Clem alone. There's a door in the back that says authorized personnel only, which must lead to the pharmacy. There's a big wooden pallet in the way, though. Lee starts moving it when something falls out. He bends to pick it up. What's that? This was my dad's cane. He'd zip around here on it from time to time. Was he sick? Nah, he was okay. I actually saw him whoop shoplifters with it. This cane's protected this place better than any guard dog ever could. Plus, he knew how to make it look cool. Like you with your hat. My dad gave it to me. 
See, Dad's just smart like that. Lee looks toward the door again, which is blocked by a big desk. Better get this door clear, huh? Can I help? Clem looks hopeful, and Lee considers. Sure. Clem's face lights up. Here we go. Watch your fingers in the drawers. <sighs> How are you doing? Yeah, it's not that heavy. How about with everything outside? It's not good. No, it's not. But I think it'll be okay. Okay, here we go. Progress is slow, but they're getting the desk moving. Do you have kids? No. You don't have a family? Lee's jaw clenches and, once again, really does not want to talk about it. Let's not talk about that. Do you play sports? I play soccer, but I don't really like it. I'm not crazy about it either. All right, a little further. They get ready for another big push. <sighs> Clem looks sheepish, but then looks up at Lee. Why don't you want to talk about your family? Do they, like, hate you? I hope not. It's just complicated, that's all. Why? It just is. But you love them, right? Yeah, of course. Look, my family's gone and I just wish things would have been different. Yeah. I'm not a bad guy, okay? Things happen and we didn't talk much after that. My parents don't talk to me when I get in trouble. I can relate. They get ready for one last push. Ow! Clem holds her finger. Are you okay? I hurt my finger. Is it bleeding? A little. A little drop of blood is coming out of it. I'll find you a bandage. Luckily, there's a first aid kit over by the bloody sleeping bag. There's a band-aid still left inside. Let's have a look at that finger. It's still bleeding. How? It hurt. Let's get this cut covered up. Yes, please. Lee wraps the band-aid around it. Lee? Yeah? What if my parents come home and I'm not there? They'll, uh, track us down. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. We should keep a lookout. I've got my walkie-talkie in case they try that way. Stay close to me until then, okay? Clem nods her head. Then Lee goes to try the door to the pharmacy, but of course it's locked. Want to head back into the drugstore with me? Okay. But Clem doesn't move. Lee? Yeah? You're not bad, right? I, uh, why are you asking me that? That lady said you killed someone. Was that because he was one of the things trying to eat you? No, he wasn't. Oh. Was he bad? He was. Clem doesn't seem totally assuaged, but they head back into the pharmacy anyway. Once they get back in the other room, Clem's walkie-talkie lights up. Hey there, this is Glenn, and uh, I'm kind of in a jam here. Uh, little girl, if you're there, can you put your daddy on the phone? Or on the talkie or whatever? She hands it to Lee. This is Lee. What's up? So, I'm down at that motor inn, and, well, uh, I'm stuck. Stuck? Yeah, I uh, saw a chance to get some supplies for the group, and a bunch of the Roman ones got the jump on me. I'm hiding over here, but they won't leave. What's up? Glenn's trapped down at the motor inn. Hey, Glenn. We're going to talk it over and send a group to come get you, all right? Awesome. I'll sit tight till then. Sounds good. I'm going to hold on to this until we get Glenn back, okay? I'll take good care of it. What do you think? I think Doug's not great around zombies. you got your family here. I'll take Carly and her dead eye down to the motor inn, get Glenn, and get back here as fast as I can. If that's what you want to do, somebody's got to. Yeah, I'm in. Good. Doesn't sound too bad there right now. Let me know as soon as you want to head out. I could use a jog. But first, Lee hands her the batteries. And here's another one. Should be able to get it to work now. She puts the batteries in the back and then gives it a test. It's still not working? Yeah, I can't figure it out. Let me have a look at that thing. Go ahead. Lee fiddles with the radio for a bit. He realizes that there's an antenna that he has to flip up but it still isn't working after that. So he checks the batteries, and it turns out Carly put them in backward. 
You fixed it. Continues to spread unchecked. The estimated death toll continues to skyrocket. WABE urges you to stay indoors and avoid any contact with individuals you suspect may have been exposed. The station is okay. In the event of a full, uh, my my producer's telling me we have to get off the air. Steve. God bless you all. The radio goes dead. Lee and Carly look at each other and sort of realize that the only thing left to do now is go to the motel and try to rescue Glenn. The screen goes black, and when we see them next, they're at the motel. They duck behind a brick wall hiding from them. They peek over and see that the motel isn't quite overrun, but there are a lot of zombies around. They see an icebox nearby and move. Did you see that? Sure did. Be ready to shoot. Carly points her gun at it. Guys! But out comes Glenn. Oh, I'm glad you're here. Jesus, Glenn! Uh, right then wasn't so hard. Can we get out of here before any of these things notice us? Not yet. There's a survivor trapped up there. No way! We gotta go, now! Listen, I was out here looking for gas. And then, up there in the corner room, I heard crying coming from inside. Who is it? It's a girl. We talked and she got frightened. I was trying to get in and help her and she started yelling and saying I was bitten. I tried to convince her I wasn't and that's when all these guys came out of the forest. A couple almost got me and I ended up hiding in the ice machine. Lucky you. Now let's go. We can't just leave her. Damn right we can't. You guys are suicidal over a girl. I'm saving her with or without you. Think about if it was you. Carly looks annoyed, but relents. Fine, let's go save Glenn's damsel in distress. And now we see the entire view of the motel. There are two zombies clawing at the door we need to get to on the second floor, and four more in the parking lot. One of which, the closest one, is feasting on a corpse. We're hiding behind a brick wall right nearby it. Okay, this is the plan. We don't know how hard it's gonna be to get her out of that room. Yeah, it's boarded up. So we have to kill every one of them in here. Quietly, noise attracts these things. Now let's have a look around. Peeks over the brick wall to look at the one closest, and it starts to notice us. Oh man, she's eating something. So we got that one right there, close. We duck back down. There is a pillow nearby us, and Lee has an idea. Good luck smothering them to death. That's not really what I have in mind. Where to next? We can hide by that RV, if we're quiet and keep our heads down. They sneak over behind their RV to get a closer look. There's one back there, trying to get into a room. But I didn't see anyone actually in there. I'm not sure I can take them both out myself, even if I had a weapon. We're a little naked out here, except for Carly's gun, and we can't use that much. Lee peeks his head out again, but again it starts to notice him. Well, I got one pillow and two corpses. An age-old problem. They sneak back to the brick wall. I wonder if there's anything in the pickup. They go to check out the pickup nearby, and they find a screwdriver in the front seat. Lee doesn't know how to get in, though. What are you going to do with that? He's talking about the pillow. I don't really know. Do you have any tricks for getting into cars? Not without tools, or making a bunch of noise, and none with pillows. There's a zombie nearby that Lee thinks they can take. Get out your gun. But the noise! Just follow my lead. Stay right behind me. Lee rushes toward it with the pillow in hand. Carly's right behind him. The pillow muffles the shot. That was sick! They're closer to the door than they need to get to now, and they can hear the woman crying from within as the two zombies are still trying to get past the door. The zombie that they just killed is next to a car, and Lee goes in now to see if there's anything useful inside. It's a spark plug. Spark plug. You should hold on to that. Pick them in handy. Next, Lee puts the car in neutral, and they start pushing it toward the closest zombie. That was awesome! And they pin it against the wall. 
<laughs> it's still alive, though. They can't do anything else right now, though, so they go back to the pickup truck. And now Glenn has an idea. Wait. Let me see the spark plug. He throws it on the ground and stomps it. Of course, on the these things turns car windows to tissue paper. He hands Lee one of the components from the spark plug, and he throws it at the window. It gets their attention, but not enough to come investigate. That could scramble a brain pretty good. That's exactly what I was thinking. And now they're able to get the screwdriver from the pickup truck. And so now we sneak back to the RV and get the attention of the nearest one. We have the screwdriver in hand, so we're ready now. Lee waits for just the right moment, and then he stabs it in the neck. But this caught the attention of the other one nearby. Glenn hits it with a bullet. Lee, get him! Lee comes over and stabs this one in the neck, too. Nice! Thanks for having my back. For sure. So now, with the rest of them cleared out, the three of them go to the last one, which is still pinned behind the car. It's trying to grab us, but it's really stuck there. Lee takes the screwdriver and aims for the eye. Dude, where'd your weapon go? Into that ice big sized hole. <laughs> Holy shit. It's cool. Now we've got this. There's an axe. Are you two done? Lee takes it from the broken case in the wall. Two more. That should help. The three of them sneak toward the stairs that go up to the second floor where they're trying to go. Why don't you guys lag behind just in case this goes to hell? Okay, we'll be right behind you. Now, very quietly, very slowly, Lee creeps up the stairs. And on the second floor balcony, very slowly, one step at a time, he gets closer and closer and closer to these two zombies. And then he gets one of them. Rad. And then the other. Hello in there. We're here to help. Please just go away. Let's go, guys. In a minute. If you open up, we can take you somewhere safer. We've got a group in town. No, no, no. Please. She's in trouble. No. Miss, we're coming in. Lee swings the axe. Stop, just stop. The woman coming out. opens the door very slowly and... We see her emerge, and she is not looking well. You're hurt. Oh, God. I I said stay away. We need to get you help. It's too late for that. Guys, she's been bitten. What? I told you. I said go away. I'm bit. But you wouldn't just leave. Let's calm down. You could be fine. I won't be fine. My boyfriend was bitten. You get sick, and you die, and, and you come back, and you kill anything you can find. She's clearly in the process of turning. You have a boyfriend? Glenn. I don't want that. It's not Christian. Please, just leave me. Please go. What if you turn and follow us back to our group? I know. That was why I was locked away. I can't let this happen to me. And she's actively bleeding out. She won't last long. You have a gun. So? Can I borrow it? What do you mean, borrow? Give it to me. I can just... You know, end this, and then, then there's no problem. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Please, I don't want to be one of them. They're, they're satanic. And now Lee has a choice to make. Give it to her. What? You can't be serious. Do it. No. Lee pleads with Carly, almost with his eyes, really. Look at her, Carly. There's no happy ending to this. Okay. Fine. Carly sets the gun down on the floor between them. The woman picks it up. Thank you so much. I know how terrible this must be. We can't watch this. Let's go. We can't go yet. What? Why not? Because somebody needs to pick up the gun. Can't leave it. You two go on. Okay. Glenn walks off. You sure? Yeah. And then Carly follows. 
It's just Lee and the woman now. I'm here with you. You're a good man. She puts the gun up to her temple and then... Lee bends down to pick up the gun next to her lifeless body and then joins the others. They found a car and they drive off into the darkness. Everyone all right? Yeah, we had some close calls, but Glenn is fine and, well, yeah, we're okay. I've got a few cans of gas for your pickup in the trunk of my car. Good to hear it. And things back here? Quiet. Our friend is still in and out over there. He won't survive any more stress. The next order of business is getting those pills out of the pharmacy. Lee looks toward the pharmacy, which is still locked behind this metal grate. He's looked pretty much everywhere inside at this point, but the only place he hasn't looked is outside. So he goes over to Doug, who's standing by the newspaper section. Central High Tech State. Paper's a week old. Feels like years. He goes over to Doug, who's still standing by the door. How we doing? Good. Want to go have a look around outside? Lee still looks nervous, but at this point, he doesn't have much of a choice. Let's have a look around. Okay. So they go outside and see just absolute mayhem. There are zombies everywhere, devouring corpses, eating everything in sight. It's an absolute bloody massacre. He just eat. As far as I can tell, that's all I care about. And if one gets you, they eat you. And whatever's left comes back as one of them. How the fuck? I think it might be more than a couple days before all this gets sorted out. Yeah, I think so too. We better keep it down out of here. Across the street, Lee sees someone pinned underneath a telephone pole. That guy over there has the keys. How can you be sure? He takes out the photo with him ripped out. I found this in the office. That boy in the photo worked here. The keys being on him is as good a bet as we can make. Yeah, I agree. Just need to figure out how to get out there and get them. You wouldn't need long, right? Nah, just a few seconds. Maybe there's a way to distract them and buy you some time. Lee pulls out a remote that he found when he was scouring through the drugstore. Think you can do anything with this? know what I could do. What's that? He inspects the remote. It's universal. I could program it to work with those TVs across the street. Let's just hope the power's still He's on. talking about an electronics store. You can just do that? He shrugs. Well, I memorized all the codes when I was in AV. Let's try. So he points the remote at the electronics store, which has a bunch of TVs on the window. And he turns them all on. Well fucking done, Doug. All that dork nonsense might save a life. Who's to say it already hasn't? Some of the zombies are attracted to the noise. That got a few of them to take notice. But there's still a dozen or so who didn't move. But not enough. Lee has another idea, though. He very carefully opens the gate and reaches for a brick. He grabs it and then takes aim at the electronic store. The glass smashes, and the sound from the TVs is much louder now. Now's the time. And it attracts all of the zombies away from them, so Lee has an opportunity. Be careful. Keep an eye out, will you? He takes the axe with him for safety, and while the zombies are still distracted by the sound, he very carefully sneaks past them and toward the man pinned under the telephone pole. Hey, bud. I don't know what happened to Mom and Dad, but I know if you were there, you would have died for them. So, yeah, I'm gonna assume that's what happened. Did you find them yet? Give me a second. He's pinned, but still tries to grab Lee. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry I wasn't here. 
But knowing you to take care of him, that helped. He wishes he could get closer to him, but he knows what he has to do. He grabs the axe and chops him in the neck. But he's not dead yet. He swings again. He hits the same place in the neck, but he's still moving. And he swings again, still hitting the neck. He's still moving. And just barely now, his head hanging on by a thread is not dead. Finally, the thing stops moving. He grabs the keys from the pocket. Holy crap! Run! But the other zombies have taken notice. They start chasing after him as Lee scrambles back toward the gate. They just make it in time and close the gate, but they don't have time to lock it. Fortunately, the zombies lose interest. Man, that was close. But we did it. It's all that matters. Doug is puffing and panting, but he looks pleased. Lily comes over to them. I've got the keys. Great. God, you're amazing. Let's get in there. And so together, they go back to the office. Lee hands her the keys to the pharmacy. She opens the door, but then... Oh, no. Shit. We gotta hurry. And the next thing we see is zombies coming out of the woodwork, surrounding the drugstore, coming from every direction. Come on, baby, time to go. I'm gonna get the truck pulled up round back! Do it fast. I gotta get my dad out of here. I don't plan on dilly-dallying. Honey, take Duck into the office and barricade the living hell out of the door behind me. Glenn, when you hear me honking in the alley, start getting people out of here. You got it. Doug, Carly, and Lee, you guys make sure our defenses stay up till then. And Lee, I better take that axe in case I run into any of them on the way to my truck. Here you go. Right, that door's not locked anymore. Shit! You three, get on it! I'll get back as fast as I can. Stay away from the windows. Doug, Carly, and Lee barricade the front door with their bodies. The zombies are trying to get in. Hey, Lee! If we don't make it through this, you should know that I think you're a great guy. They're smashing through the windows. We will make it through this! Doug, if we don't make it through this, you should know... They aren't strong enough to hold the door, though. They're getting through. I should know what? Huh? You said I should know... They break through one of the windows and Carly grabs her gun. Clementine is still there watching all this. Clementine, can you look for something that's thick in between the handles? Something real strong, okay? Okay. Clementine runs off to look for something. Clementine, can you find anything? The window is through. The zombies break through another window. Doug has to go there, so Lee is the only one left now, holding the door. Breaking through, he's pushing them back, he kicks one in the face. Clementine comes back, she has the cane, his dad's cane, she hands it to him. He jams it in the door to hold it close. It works, but now one of the zombies has Doug. And now, time seems to slow for Lee. He looks over at Doug, who's grabbed by one of the zombies. He looks at Carly, a zombie has grabbed her leg, and she's out of ammo. Lee has to choose. Try to save Doug, or try to save Carly. He grabs Carly's purse and gets a clip. He throws it to her, he reloads it, and shoots him. But the zombies have Doug now. They pull him out through the drugstore window and bite into him. Oh my god. Let's go! Carly, Lee, and Clem run off to get in Kenny's truck. I got Doug. But one of them has grabbed Please. Clem now. It's got her by the leg. Lee goes over and starts stomping its head in. Finally, it lets Clem go. The two of them run toward the office door to leave, but Larry is there. And he punches Lee in the face. 
the world starts to go black for him. We see the world from our first person point of view. The zombie behind him is getting closer. I'm not letting somebody else get eaten today. But Kenny saves the day with the axe. Especially a good friend. Kenny offers his hand. Lee grabs it and Kenny pulls him up. And the screen goes black. When we see them next, they're back at the motel. Everyone is there, except for Doug. They have the radio on as they work, and of course they have to work. The first order of business is getting rid of all of the dead bodies across the motel, including the woman who shot herself from earlier. Somehow, Doc and Clem have found themselves to play a little bit. Everyone else is somber and quiet. They sit around listening to the radio. And they hear some sounds in the distance, too. Lee walks over to Glenn, who's standing by his car. Hey, Glenn. I think I need to go. To Atlanta? Yeah. I got friends there. And I just can't stay here knowing that they could be trapped in that city. Sounds like nobody knows what's happening there. When we left a few days ago, could have gone either way. I gotta take my chances. Lee looks resigned. He shrugs. You gotta do what you gotta do. And I gotta do this. I respect that. You guys be safe. We'll try. And Lee, you know, if this doesn't get better, people are going to give up. Like the girl from upstairs. Are you just gonna let them? You told Carly to give her the gun. Yeah, I did. Maybe you were right. I don't know how to handle something like that. Anyway, see you around. Just like that, Glenn is gone. He disappears into the night. Lee walks over to Kenny and Katya, who are rummaging through a cardboard box in the back of his truck. Hey, kid. Close call back there. Thanks for picking me up. No problem. We have to take care of each other. Yeah, we do. Hey, about Clementine. Yeah? Earlier I said there's some stuff out there that might screw up a precious little girl like her. You did. Well, I still think that's true. But after what I saw today, I think between you taking care of her and her taking care of herself, you two are going to be just fine. Thanks, Kenny. You got it. And so Lee goes to check on Carly, who's leaning against a wall and looking like she's in shock. How you doing, Carly? I'm okay. You know, considering. I do, yeah. I can't stop thinking about Doug. We couldn't have saved him, could we? I don't think so. It happened pretty fast. I know it's stupid. We just met. And he was such a... It's just that... I think that I liked him. I'm sorry, Carl. It's okay. Thanks, though. There's been a lot of death in the past few days. Anyway, I'd rather be alone, I think. I understand. Wait, Lee? She grabs him by the hand. What is it? How did you choose? We both needed you. You picked me. Lee closes his eyes as he searches for answers. I thought you needed the help. Ah, that makes sense. But it wasn't a choice like that. It, it was just something I did. I don't know why. I just wish we both could have made it, you know? Me too, Carly. He walks away. So next, Lee knows he needs to check on Clem. She's sitting by the RV... Duck is standing next door, trying to play, but it's clear that Clem is not really interested in his games. It's all like pow, pow, pow. I thought Super Dinosaur was toast. But you know what? He wasn't. Oh, and then... Hey, Duck, uh, you want to cool it for a minute? Okay, sorry. Lee bends down to Clem's level. I'm sorry, there's uh, not a lot of kids here. No, it's not that. It's... I got grabbed again. I was there, though. 
I fell, and my walkie-talkie broke. Glenn had the other one. It's just a walkie-talkie. It probably wasn't much use to begin with. It wasn't just a walkie-talkie. I know it doesn't make any sense, but it's how I used to talk to my mom and dad. And now they're gone. It's gone. Maybe we can find you another one. I'll just keep this one, I guess. Larry catches his eye. Lee, come here for a second. Hmm. Let me go deal with this. Oh man, Clementine, another thing. What do you want? You like my daughter? She's fine. Fine, huh? Well, just fuck you, Lee Everett. That's right. I know who you are, and I know you're a killer. And you go near my daughter or step on a line once, and so will everyone else. I know who you are. And I don't give a shit about what happens to you. But if anything happens to my daughter or that little girl you've got with you, <laughs> you watch your ass. Larry storms off, and then Lily comes up. Hey, Lee, do you have a second? Lee still looks pissed about Larry, but he nods his head. My dad would be dead if it weren't for you. That guy Doug is dead because of me. You can't be like that. You're only one man. I don't know. We're lucky to have you. They all look towards the darkness where the gunshots and bombs are going off. I hope that's the sound of us winning this thing. Me too. This motor end's pretty damn defendable. We block off the entrances with some cars, keep someone on watch. We could stay here until the military rolls through. I actually agree with that plan. Me too. We got beds, we got water, and most importantly, we got light. They're worse places to call home. Yeah, you're right. You know, guys, I think it's going to be okay. And then, one by one, all the streetlights go out. And lastly, the motel goes black, leaving them all in darkness. Thanks for listening to episode two of Let's Listen. Next time, we'll find out how this new group gets along without food or electricity. The group will get a couple new additions. We'll see if Lee has what it takes to step into a leadership role. And we'll meet a mysterious pair of brothers who are some of my favorite characters in the game in a twisted sort of way. You'll see. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. Those really help other people find the show. It's the best way you can support me and the work I'm doing here. You can also follow the podcast on social media. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can email the Let's Listen podcast at gmail.com to get in touch. My name is Sam, and this has been episode two of Let's Listen. See you next time.